Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Corey, a.k.a. Bayou Vendors, alongside Mason Dixon, and this is Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. Folks, Jesus, what the fuck is up, Mason? Happy Halloween, buddy. Happy Halloween, buddy. I hope yours was good. <laughs> well, I just uh, just got back from a Saints game. Saints, some surprisingly, kept the lead. Uh, but it was my first. It was my first time working a Saints game since uh, my accident last year, and it was uh, it was fun. It was a little, I worked my ass off, but it was fun. That's good, man. Yeah. How was your? Uh, you know what? Let's let's save the let's save the the Masons first college Halloween party uh, a little bit later. I guess first, let me just apologize. Uh, I'm not really apologizing for what I said last week, but maybe I drilled it a little too longer than I should have. Uh, I was just I feel very strongly on it. I think that kind of came through in the rant, but. Uh, a couple of things have moved forward, at least, if you guys haven't been keeping up with it. Uh, the Chicago organization is is getting Aldrich's names removed from the cup. Um, they should really just burn all the fucking rings, like Hockey Troll said. Um, and Joel Quinville has stepped away from the Panthers, and I think that's – you know, it's it's not going to do it justice, but it's a foot in the right direction, I guess I could say. Um, yeah, so many apologies. Not, you know, but uh, the Canadians still fucking suck, but we had at least one good day. Uh, I guess we'll get into that. Mason, it's funny because, you know, we talked last week. It was very dreadful just talking about them in general, but you were just like, dude, there's no way we had hell we're winning in San Jose. We haven't won in San Jose since like what? 1993 or some shit like that. 99, 99. That was a great year. The biscuit, the biscuit came around. Um, But even still we broke a, a, what was that? Like a three decade drought. 
in uh, the SAP Center? Uh, almost three decades. Yeah, pretty close. Not far off. Nineteen ninety nine is ridiculous. That's three years before I was born. Yeah, I was. Uh, I think I was in like first grade, second grade, maybe kindergarten. I don't. I don't, I don't remember what age you have to be to go into kindergarten, but. <laughs> Yeah, I was a youngster. Actually, I was I had to be in first grade. I'm going to say first grade. Let's just go with that. All right. Well, yeah, no, it's it's been a very, very, very long time since Montreal won at that at certain San Jose. So it was good to see the boys kind of finally get that one win. Um, I kind of want to back it up a little bit, okay. though. Yeah. Um, I want to know how your Halloween was, your first day back. Uh, we were talking a little bit ahead of time. I know the uh, you said the Saints played today with mm-hmm. Brady in the building. So let's just hear how that was. Yeah, the vegan back. phenom. Uh, you <laughs> know, I didn't get a chance to really celebrate Halloween this year. And I guess I'm okay with that because I sacrificed so much time just being stuck at home. So I took, uh, I took as many events as I could work because – this was our this in the books as of now. This is our most uh, heavy week, so to say, in events. So I kind of, you know, jumped in on that and tried to work as much as I can. I'm trying to strengthen my back back up to get to the event level labor, you know. So I wanted to kind of throw myself in the weeds to to get that, but it was good. Uh, I went to Oktoberfest Friday night. Got really shitty. Um, I got a lot of free beers. Shout out to everyone at the Louisiana Deutsches House uh, for giving me free beers just to check just to check their lines and make sure everything was pouring good. Um, but, you know, I think it was really good. I think it's, you know, even though I worked, I think just being able to work again was, you know, I didn't get to see a lot of my friends, but at least I'm in a, a better place like mentally now, you know, like I have things to look forward to. I'm getting back in, into a a society rhythm and I'm not just like waking up at like two in the evening and like fucking turning NHL on and, and running like my seventh, my seven year on my, my career, you know, but <laughs> it, it was tight. It was, it was really good. Um, hopefully next year I can dress up. I've been, uh, I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you about uh, my top, my top three dress ups that I want to do costumes. I want to do coming up whenever I can get one of these off. Um, but there's, there's really something special about working Saints games on Halloween. The first one I ever worked with my department was a Halloween one. Well, that year we had a Halloween game. And it's really cool because, you know, you got some people in their Saints gear and then there's just a shitload of people dressed up. New Orleans is a is a very express yourself place. So there's just a bunch of different costumes around. You know, it's almost like watching like a Disney movie. Um, so I had a lot of fun, you know, there's a lot of Halloween themes, theme shit going on. And then I got to drive through the city to get home. So, you know, you just get to see the atmosphere of New Orleans really coming back to life. Uh, with COVID restrictions are lessening down here. But at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if things got fucking worse, because every time we uh, we, we lessen them, we it just skyrockets. But uh, I'm just going to be positive, you know, hope for the best. 
But um, I think mine was good, but I can't imagine it be better than yours because, I mean, dude, it's your, it's your first year in college, dude. My first year in college Halloween party was nuts. <laughs> so I can't imagine yours. You know, I, I can't imagine yours not being fun as fuck. Um, I had a decent time. Honestly, I was a little, I was a little burnt out from the night before. I went out Friday, mm-hmm. and uh, so my Saturday it was okay. Um, yeah, nothing too special. One is Hugh Hefner. You know, had a grand old, old time. Um, yeah, no, it was okay. Like I definitely wasn't the wildest night I've had in college yet, though. But I enjoyed myself. Definitely had a good time. Um, was supposed to go out tonight. We're recording this actual Halloween night until my fucking math prof decided to drop a bomb on me. So welcome to college. Yeah, really. <laughs> so here we are. But no, I had a I had a good time. Um, yeah, nothing too special though. Kind of today, kind of chilled out because on Friday, Friday was when I really had my my moment. So I was yeah, I was dead Saturday. <laughs> I heard that I had to go pick up my wife. She had to work a uh, she worked a 24 hour shift. And um, I woke up Saturday morning after Deutsch's house and I was still feeling it. Like I was still feeling fucked up. So I stopped and got uh, some Waffle House. I, I don't think Canada has a Waffle House. Uh, but I stopped and got like the number one hangover cure, a little bit of Waffle House in my stomach and uh, headed headed on to go pick her up. Yeah, I uh, I guess I didn't tell you. So one of my buddies turned 19 on Friday. I was still back in Coburg. Is that like the drinking age? Yeah, that's our, drinking, that's our drinking age. What a badass. 18 in Quebec. And Alberta, and Alberta, I think. Um. Anyway, so yeah, we went out. And let's just say it was a pretty good night. Got home from Peterborough, home of the Peets. The Peets. Uh, at about, I'd say like 2.30 in the morning, I had to wake up at 6 a.m. because I had to drive to Ottawa, right? Because I was mm-hmm. going to a party Saturday. So I wake up at 6. I told my, I uh, was driving my girlfriend home too. So she's there. And she wakes me up. She's like, hey, like are you ready to like get ready? Like we've got to leave in an hour. Corey, when I say I woke up drunk as a skunk. <laughs> oh my god i was packing my bag i was just throwing stuff in mm. i i felt more drunk than when i went went to bed and i'm <laughs> i'm like holy crap am i just like tired or jesus and i'm trying to like play it off because i my mom doesn't know that i fucking got home at 2 30 in the morning right and so like i get in the car and i'm like yeah you're gonna have to drive <laughs> so she goes what what do you mean i'm like yeah sorry I'm, I'm still i'm still loaded you're gonna have to drive and she's like fine whatever so we, we pull onto the highway and i'm like all right just wake me up if you get lost she's like what i'm like i'm going to bed <laughs> Jeez. So, so i fucking teleported to ottawa woke up three hours later she got there okay but holy crap was my head pounding yesterday <laughs> dude hangovers fucking suck dude well once i 
my solution to get rid of it like i started getting a hangover around like 6 p.m right mm -hmm. well i went out at seven i just loaded up on more beer so today it's kind of what you gotta do yeah today wasn't too fun but yeah i'd say pretty decent first halloween in college dude that sounds great dude that sounds very successful uh, I want to bring up some more Halloween topics towards the end of the show, too, because I really don't know anything about the celebration of Halloween in Canada. And I don't, I don't think it's like it's not like y'all's Thanksgiving versus ours Thanksgiving. But I'd like to talk, talk candy and, and embarrassing, embarrassing shit a little later. But uh, fuck, man, we got two more games to talk about uh, and we fucking shit the bed in both of them. But um one more thing about the Sharks game, though. Uh, Alexander Romanov, fucking dynamite goal. Um, and shout out to fucking Jake Allen. So deserving of that shutout. He's put up so much for this team as of late. It's just so awesome to see that, like, we kind of formed around him because the Sharks aren't a sleeper team right now. You know, like, I think um, – was was Logan Couture activated that game? Because I know he's out right now with a, a non-COVID-related illness, but uh, Logan Couture and Timo Meyer has been, like, top of the leaderboards as far as, like, assistant goals right now. Like, they're up there, uh, and that was not an easy team to beat with the, I mean, the odds of history stacked against us. We played a phenomenal game against a team that outshot us you know, um, like 10, like over 10 goal, uh, over 10 shots. So, um, so just proud of the Canadians. We got a power play goal at that Brendan Gallagher at that. He's had so many opportunities that were just, just like a fraction of a almost going in. And it's, it's good. It was good to finally see him get one, but, um, let's move on to Los Angeles. Um, this is a little tough. You know, I didn't really get to watch this one because I worked all weekend. But uh, I figured it was going to be tough just seeing Philip Deneau in a, in a black and silver jersey. Um, this Los Angeles team, now granted, they're not that great as far as uh, I think what they're like two and two and five or something like that now. But uh, this team definitely has some legitimate goal scorers on it. And we really got to see that that game. Victor Arvidsson really showed out. Um I mean, I got some sexy points from Monty Kopitar in fantasy, but uh, I mean, look at Josh Anderson. I mean, the game started good. You know, uh, Josh Anderson scores. I mean, shit. I still think every time Josh Anderson scores, he doesn't score just once. He's normally going to get at least two to a game. But uh, it really went downhill after the first period. And uh, I mean, fuck Jesus. I Fallow really lit us the fuck up. But um I mean, you got to watch it a little bit. What what were, what are some of your takeaways from that game? From the uh, Kings game? Yeah. Uh, or were you just fucking? Shit? I didn't see. I didn't see a single period of it. Ooh. Okay. That's well, fine, folks. We we are hard workers, and Mason is just <laughs> getting lit as fuck. Which I can't. I'm not upset with. Um. I mean, just from just from the stats themselves, it looked like it was a hard fought game. But uh. Man, the Kings just really, really ran away with it. Um, well, what I'll say is that Montreal needs to do a much better job of building momentum from these two victories that they have achieved. Mm. In both games, 
the next two games to follow, they've just hobbled out. Like they've come out with a poor effort and they've been sloppy and, you know, blame the refs if you want. Today's a perfect example of we were on the penalty kill five times, five, yeah. six times. One of them was a five-minute major. Um, do I think Cedric Paquette is a dirty player? No, I think fucking Ducharme probably told him, hey, go hit somebody. And th- yeah. thanks to Charm. Like, Coming not, into I, the desperation of the of the of the play, you know. Yeah, Montreal doesn't need to hit people to succeed. They need to start scoring goals. And it was another just a game in which Montreal did well to fight back, but mis mismanagement from the coaching staff. You know, you have eleven forwards on the ice after Paquette leaves early in the first, and Cole Caulfield played eleven minutes. So unbearable. That's disgusting. That's a problem. And keep in mind, Montreal had four or five power plays Mm -hmm. and he was out there for a minute on each of them. It really paints a picture of how he was being used five on five, which was, he virtually wasn't being used at five on five. Um, Yeah. Niku didn't line up. So it's a combination, you know, the players take just as much blame at this point as the coaching staff does, but let's not, let's not hide or pretend that the coaching staff isn't also a fault here. Um, The Habs have been horribly mismanaged this season. I don't think there's anything we can say that I think any of our listeners haven't heard or thought themselves. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's, this is only going to get better if the Habs miraculously start shooting their way out of this slump. That's what they got. They got to put pucks on net. I don't, I think they finished with 17 shots on net tonight. In against yeah. Anaheim, and I they're low, they're lowest in the but the problem is they're they're lowest in the league in shots attempts or second lowest. Arizona's mm-hmm. dreadful, they're 30th in every major statistical category, 30th or lower. Yeah, we brought that up last episode. Yeah, this is not a good hockey team. There's no magic solution that's gonna fix anything, or you know, some coaching change we can make or it, this is not a good hockey team. It's a dysfunctional organization right now. And something major needs to happen in order for us to get out of this slump. Guys got to start putting the puck in the back of the net. And I'm not sure if it's a chemistry thing, but Mike Hoffman has four goals. And how, how, what percent, how many goals have we scored this year other than Detroit? Like he's got a large proportion of our goals. And he's the only one scoring consistently. Every single player on the Montreal Canadiens this year, except for Hoffman, Drewen, and Jake Allen, has been a major disappointment to me. Yeah. And I don't want to say, oh, Chris Weidman and Niku have played good. They have played good, but they are not, they shouldn't factor. Whether Mm -hmm. they play good or bad should not determine whether or not Montreal starts the season fucking two and eight. Because they're not the problem here. The problem is Suzuki, Caulfield, Gallagher. I understand he's injured, but you, you still got to produce. Christian Dvorak, Josh Anderson, Joel Armia, Tyler Toffoli. Where are you? You scored 28 goals last year. Jeff Petrie got his first point tonight in his 10th game. That might be my fault. <laughs> I also picked him up in fantasy. <laughs> it's, it's a combination, but... There's something deep. It's a deep-rooted problem 
and it needs to something big needs to happen to end this honestly at this point i think caulfield needs to go down to the hl for a bit if you're gonna play him 11 minutes a night he is yeah. not gonna, he's not gonna get the opportunity to shoot his way out of the slump right so put him in the ahl he will tear it up down there he's too good for the ahl he'll be back call up ryan paling if you feel you must but the only way this gets solved, and I will stand by this, I don't care if we go on a winning streak after I say this, because we could win 20, we could win our next 20 games. This team is not in a good place if big things don't happen. I don't care if we make a miraculous run and we slip into the playoffs. The core management group needs to go. It's mm-hmm. enough. We've had enough. You tried your miracle and it hasn't worked. And like I was saying earlier between privately, Corey and I, Corey was just asking me how the game was. And I'm just, honestly, I don't want to watch them anymore. It's just, though, it feels like it's one thing to see your team lose and go on a losing streak when there's effort and you, you think, okay, they might have a, ch- I just, I have no faith in the Habs anymore. Right. It's There's, there's no effort. Um, I know your answer. What would you rather see change in the office and what are you expecting will change? Who who are you moving? I don't expect anything to change. Mm -hmm. To be perfectly honest with you, I think, I think Jeff Molson's enamored with Mark Bergevin and a little best friend crush. Yeah. Let me be very clear here so that it's not misconstrued. I am not doubling back at saying I've never praised Mark Bergevin. No, we did a lot of it last year. (laughs) Mark Bergevin's made a lot of really good moves. But... Yeah, he's the most successful GM, you know, of the non-Stanley Cup era. But it's still not a Stanley Cup. And at the end of the day, Mark Bergevin's run out of excuses is Mm -hmm. what i'll put any situation that montreal is in as of right now that is his fault and if you want to go really far back and say like nitpick and say this 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 even if something that montreal is dealing with right now is a result of a previous gm bergevin has had 12 years to fix it or however many, 12, yeah, right? You can't really go pe- back to what's his name. Oh, man, I'm blanking on it. But, like, yeah, his system's gone. Everything that was kind of left onto him, like the players, um, I don't think there's a single player left on this team that was under his tenure that he drafted. Um, Gallagher Price was drafted by Ganey. Okay. And that's about it. And that's it, yeah. Like, that's the last. And even if last I'm saying – if you want to say, oh, uh, McDonough's gone or this, this, and that, whatever. Like, you really – like, Bergevin's had ample time to replace those players, acquire draft picks. Anything that – any hole Mark Bergevin finds himself in is a hole Mark Bergevin dug. Put himself in. And the other thing is we have been on this show a lot and we've praised Trevor Timmons and, and the scouting department. Mm-hmm. I think the scouting department has done a great job of finding talent in the later rounds. But, and there's We've always done a, a great job of fucking said talent. 
Yes, finding the talent isn't the problem. Player development continues to be a major issue in Montreal. And the fact that Mark Bergevin has had two third overall picks from 2012 to 2018, neither of which are on the roster anymore, is simply unacceptable. Mm -hmm. So when I have a team that's looking like it's headed for the draft lottery and it's because of Mark Bergevin and our young guys who are we drafted and are supposed to be developing aren't producing and the scouting and you know player development department has been there for the entire tenure of Mark Bergevin some even longer longer I believe Timmins has been with the team since 2006 I don't trust any single person in that management front office to get this done. How do I know that if Montreal goes up there with another third overall pick, if I'm Jeff Molson, do I, am I going to trust them to make that selection again? Because fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Are we really going to get fooled again? Like, is Molson going to allow this? So like, and honestly, my answer for you, Corey? Probably I think, yes. I think he is. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I think he's I think he's that confident in Mark Bergevin. Francophone till the wheels fall off, man. Fucking the burger van is like check engine lights on, you know, like something's gotta give. And we're just so worried about the pride of of keeping it you know, bilingual, there's just too many chances given to too many people that don't deserve them. Um, and like you said, praised, praised Burger Van before, shat on him before, but this is a two and eight team. It's time to make some changes. Ducharme well, has had what, a year and a half, maybe? Ducharme isn't the problem. I don't think he's had enough chance, but there's somebody I, that's that's been here that's really – We've swept a lot of things that pissed us off in the last 12 years under the rug because he's found a way to get out of it. This one is looking tough, and I don't see him having that many more poker chips, you know, to try to play play another hand. Is this Bergevin, sorry? Yeah. Oh, I think I think Bergevin has certainly outstayed his welcome among the fan base to the point in which people who have – you and I, like, I think deservingly so, have heaped praise upon him when he's earned it. But you're, the fan base is soured towards Mark Bergevin, and I think it shows at the games with the attendance. <clears throat> I've never seen fans stop showing up to the games in the numbers that they've stopped showing up this season. That's disgusting because people have wanted nothing more than to go back and watch hockey live, at least, you know, the diehard fans. and That's what I'm saying. And it's like, you can finally do that again. And I'm watching the stands and it's like watching, you know, the playoffs again. Oh, we're only allowed so much in the building. You know, people are putting past their love for this game out of just, you know, supporting this team. They'd rather watch it at home if they're even watching it because spending all this money, to go see 
the A8, you know, like the Laval Rockets come out and play, you know, an NHL team. Yeah. It's tough. It, it's, it, it really is. Uh, one more thing. Uh, when we were talking about um, the last game, we uh, kind of jumped from the Kings to uh, Anaheim really quickly. Uh, I just wanted to state uh, that the Kings, we really fucked ourselves. Uh, we gave up. I think there was like uh, – I think there was like five penalties and I mean, the Kings just ate us up three power play goals. I mean, I don't know how many more times I can just be like, y'all have got to help Jake Allen. Jake Allen can't do it all by himself. But I mean, what is he supposed to do when the entirety of the second and third period is more or less power play? So that was my last little thing I had written down about that game. But, uh, Something has got to change with this team. I think we all know that. We want to be positive once again. And I think the most positive thing we can do is just try to start anew. It's We have talent. We have a lot of futures that we're looking at. Why not start a fresh page with a, with a brand new look of this team, you know? No, I totally agree with you. I just think um, – I want to see – I want – you know, I'm proud of this team, but it ain't fun to watch. You know what I'm saying? Like – it's just tough to to like to, to I remember us calling each other when we got to the you know when we went to the finals and I was like, dude, I fucking love you, man. We we fucking did this, you know, and now it's just like fuck. All right. Uh <laughs> it's the fall from grace. Did you watch this one? Not a shot. I watched like two minutes and they scored instantly. Um, I had to write a paper. That was you know, <laughs> fucking, you know, no mm-hmm. one's making time for this team right now and i really don't blame them you know there's the diehard fans it's like i'm gonna watch all you know two hours of of this game because i'm a diehard fan like i i feel the same way dude but like i can't really give myself i can't make it make sense in my head to be like i'll stop editing to watch this entire game or i'll stop you know doing doing a chore at home or, or writing my paper for school to watch this game when it's not interesting to watch i don't want to watch a game to be upset and be like fuck now i'm two hours behind on the work i was supposed to do to watch this team fumble fuck around on the ice you know something's got to give no i agree it's... anyway uh I, what we got like two more games left of this uh of the west trip that we always like we said last week we always kind of get shit on but we've closed out our first official month of hockey tonight uh it's a Terrible start for this team, but at least we got a home game against Detroit uh, Tuesday. I don't see it going well. Detroit has been on fire. That Moritz Cider kid, holy fuck, dude. He's available in, like, everyone's fantasy league. He's a must pick up. Um, but that the Detroit team's dynamite, and I, and I wish we could look at, you know, a team like that who has been just so dog water you know, and just really took the time, redid the, the front office. And now, look, they got Stevie Y back in it. And I know that's fucking Stevie Y. He just fucking shits championships in the future. But, um, you know, like, if Detroit can do it, fuck. I don't know why we can't, you know. I just, I don't, like, I, I think, think it's, it's interesting you point out that people aren't making the time, like, even today, I took the time out of my day 
to watch the halves when I've had, when I have all this math stuff that I have to do, like I'm writing, I'm sure you feel like you regret it to an extent. Like, <laughs> Yeah. And I'm saying I do because like, I'm writing a paper right now as we, as we do this podcast, man, and... the college classic multitask, like <laughs> nothing is ever just one thing focal point anymore. No. And from just a fan's perspective, I can't say I'd be willing to do that if it wasn't for um, this podcast. Like if I was an everyday fan or even if I was myself before we were doing Habs nightly, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't want to watch the games right now. I'd tune in for the first or maybe the third, but I wouldn't commit three hours out of my day to watching hockey. I just, I wouldn't do it. And I'm pretty sure if the Habs continue to play the way they are and nothing changes, fans are going to stop watching. And you'd have to think, like, with Jeff Molson, man, you lost. How much money did you lose last year? Mm-hmm. Are, you really, are you really willing to put Mark Bergevin, who wouldn't even – I'm going to – let's pretend you didn't offer him a contract extension because that baffles me. But are you really willing to lose millions of dollars for a man who hasn't even committed to you next year? That's a tough look. And could you imagine if we go through this whole season and Mark Bergevin says, see ya? Like, fuck, even I don't want to touch that. And then who's like, who's going to want the job after that? Peter Shirelli. No. <laughs> oh, I'd, oh, become, I'd become a fucking Yotes fan. <laughs> Man, you shit on the Yotes too much. That's why Corey, Corey and uh, Richie don't want to don't want to come on the podcast. You got to stop being so rude. They suck, Corey. I'm trying to keep, you know, these are my friends, man. You don't have to shit on them so much. We don't even, we haven't even played them yet. Corey, this Habs team is so far, bar none, the worst Habs team I've ever seen play. Okay. Look, they played January 17th. I bet you, I bet you they beat us by two goals. I hope they do. We'll be one step closer to Shane Wright. <laughs> Fair but, enough. When I say, like, I looked at Detroit this year. I thought they were going to be really bad. I still, I still think they're going to finish pretty, pretty poorly. I looked at Buffalo. I thought, wow, like, they're bad. That's a bad team. <clears throat> Arizona, that starting lineup is the worst starting line, like, opening night roster I've ever seen. I didn't even know Andrew Ladd was still playing. Did you? No. Yeah, that's like uh, Louis Erickson plays for that team. You want to know how I found that out? Because he had a breakaway today and he kind of just <laughs> juggled it around in his feet. And it was like a two on two on oh, and then kind of the puck ended up behind the net somehow. Mm-hmm. Like that is one of the worst hockey teams I've ever seen. However, I do want to say I can't say their goalie's last name, their rookie. Kid has a 0.913 save percentage, 
playing behind that fucking heap of garbage. And I've have the most respect for that because he stood on his head today against the Canes. So shout out to um I I'm looking honestly, it up right now. You're gonna have an aneurysm trying to read that name. Carol v- Vejmelka. Or is it Ivan Pro? It's like Kara, Kara Vizmolka. Yeah, it's Carol. <clears throat> That's not right, but K-A-R-E-L Vejmelka. Yeah. E-E-J-M-E-L-K-A. Um. <laughs> Please don't shit on him. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, he's been amazing. So, shout out to that guy. Well, since we've detoured so fucking hard, why don't we just hear a word from our sponsors over at the amazing group DraftKings? NFL fans, hungry for a big week this week? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets if they win. You win with promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit, a $1 wager required, one per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Bet you if you bet on the fucking Saints today, uh, you probably made a shitload of money because I did not think they were going to fucking win tonight, especially after uh, Brady and the boys started heating up in the third. But, uh, yeah, man, I had to stop you from just destroying the uh, Arizona Coyotes uh, because I want to try to keep some friends in this network. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I'm not sure. When I say they're the worst hockey team I've ever seen, uh huh. Like it, it's kind of a compliment because the Arizona Coyotes have pause absolutely positively no shame. Like that is a team that knows exactly what direction it's going, and that direction is Shane Wright, Connor Bedard, Matt Vaymichkov. Like they know what their goal they're landing is. in the cookie jar yeah okay look so if anything when i say that's the worst hockey team i've ever seen lace the skates up for the in the nhl what i mean is you're doing a good job arizona okay arizona kachina logo or arizona sec uh second wave logo kachina i don't fucking like it I really don't. I don't like the Kachina when it's away, but I love it when it's home. I think that their second wave logo is so fire. Oh, it's it's a good logo, but the Kachina 
I don't like, dude, the Kachina is like, maybe if they updated it a bit, and I don't mean like changing the look, but like it was made on a fucking Windows paint, you know, Microsoft paint. It needs to be like fixed. Like there's a lot of squared edges because, you know, pixels weren't, we're still at like 64 uh, when this thing came out. So I just think it needs a bit of a brush up. Um. I like the I like the home jerseys. Uh, I think they had the best away kit when it was with the second wave um, the Howl jersey. Um, I just don't like it. I just don't like it now. I think that's why they're they're uh, in the hunt for the Shane Wright. But you uh, think you think that's why they're in the hunt for Shane? Yeah, they Wright. cursed themselves. They cursed yeah, it themselves. has nothing. It has nothing to do with the fact that Andrew Ladd was on their first line starting night. No, no. That's all because they cursed themselves with the Kachina. <laughs> that that is that is the where's Phil Castle? Is he still is he still talking? No, he's still there. I like Phil. I wish we could landfill, even though this isn't the era to, to landfill anymore. But uh, actually actually sorry, yeah, their their opening night lineup, Jay Beagle was their first line center. Shout out to Beagle. Man, Beagle's come a long way. I remember when him and Tom Wilson were the were the rookies, I think. They were like uh I think they were rookies at the same time there. Maybe I'm tripping, but um I think it's I think it's Beagle. Uh anyway, dude, we've fucking taken this thing uh super far off the rails. Um I want to get into some little little bit of uh Halloween talk before we uh before we wrap this up. Uh one in particular, Halloween candy. You know what's 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 the grabs in Canada? Because you guys got some sick ass candy. I had those uh, toffee crisps. What coffee crisps? Coffee crisps. Shit, that's like the best candy in the fucking world, dude. Shout out to Dave and Heather. Uh, gave me some a couple years back, and the addiction is real. Um, let's just do this. What's your go to candy for Halloween? If you when you were a kid, what what was like? What were you hoping to get? My go-to candy. <laughs> Fuck. Um, they don't make like <clears throat> little little Timmy. I like I like caramels. Those were good. I don't know what the fuck that is. You know what a caramel is? Oh, I'm looking it up as we speak. Describe it's amazing. It. It's like a caramel. Uh, milk chocolate candy bar that has like squares with caramel in them. Oh, it's a Cadbury. Okay. That's what's awesome. Yeah, and like they have this like every year they'd have like a golden key. It was like Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory. Like nice. you could get like a golden ticket. And I always dreamed that I would get a golden ticket. Instead, I just got you know Let's weight issues. But <laughs> that looks really good. You know what oh. I found out um yesterday? Um, I found out that a three musketeers, which I tried for the first time yesterday, um, is the exact same as uh, a Milky Way, apparently. I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't know what either of those things are. That's wild because I found out that uh, they're only called that in Canada and the U.S. and it's called something else uh, globally. Um, What's, What's it called? Uh, Milky Way, which is like just a a nougat bar covered in a layer of chocolate, but it's got caramel on top of the nougat. And then a Three Musketeers, 
is just nougat with a layer of chocolate around it. But hmm. apparently, that's like, like Canada's Milky Way is the Three Musketeer, or some shit, some shit like that. It blew my mind last night. Uh, I tried two candies that are very popular down here, or well, at least in the states, you know, not not in the south. But uh, I tried two of them yesterday. They were okay. Um, so a car a caramel. What is what is like uh, what is like the shittiest thing you could get in Canada? Like some licorice. The shittiest, like candy, candy, like, like Halloween like... candy, like not candy corn. Like we're gonna put candy corn and licorice to the side. What is like if you got this, you were like, I will fucking egg your house. Um, like dots. Y'all know what dots are? Yeah, no. Oh, fuck. What? Like, does it have to be candy, or do you just mean like? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm. Don't say apple, but you can go out the box. A little bit. There's. Do you have thrills gum? If someone gave me gum, <clears> I'd be pissed. I'm pretty sure. No. Okay. Thrills gum. I'm pretty sure it's Canadian. It's like super old. Like it's been around forever. And they're they're literal. Like their motto is it still tastes like soap. <laughs> but people buy this. Like their whole their whole ad campaign is that their gum tastes like soap. Like it it's disgusting. Like they're just thriving off of the OG flavor of trash, and people like are just like, at, I still buy it at, because it's still. If the same. you look at the packaging, it's like I can't even. It's like fucking purple and yellow, two colors that should not ever be together. Uh, the LSU Tigers, maybe. No, just fucking. With you. And like. It's like this old, like you can tell they haven't rebranded it since like the 1950s. Like you just look it up, like you'll see what I mean. It's it's the worst thing I've ever consumed. And if I got that in my Halloween bag, I think I would egg that house. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, I think my worst uh, Tootsie Roll, if someone rocked a Tootsie what? Roll at me, I would throw that motherfucker through a window. You're okay. I'm talking about gum that tastes like soap, and you're out here talking about tootsie, on roll. tootsie rolls, which are amazing, terrible, fucking horrible. How do you hate tootsie rolls, dude? You can get like the fucking Halloween pack for like fifty cents down here. It is the shittiest, cheapest fucking candy. Um, but I no, lived in a, a small town awesome. in the '90s, so like. It was always different. Like we had, we had like a string of, uh, what's that shit? Fun Dip. Holy fuck, dude! They, I remember when Fun Dip came out. That was like the hot item at every fucking house. Is that Everyone the had shit Fun that Dip. You like? It was literally like a stick, like a chalk stick that looked like a popsicle yeah, stick. Yeah, that's with gross. a bag of fucking sugar coke. Yeah, that's like the the most rot your teeth out, dude. Welcome to the nineties. Welcome to the Silver Cap 90s. Did you ever uh, have a, like a push pop? Fuck yeah, dude. You know, see, I, my push mother. Push pops, works, ring pops. My mother works in healthcare. So all my <laughs> friends had push pops and all this fun shit. Yeah, and you and had I, grapes. <laughs> oh, fuck, if I was lucky. I had like thrills gum. That's what I had. Gross. Um, 
All right, before we wrap it up, one more. Uh, what is your most embarrassing, I guess? Well, I see, I don't know how your parents are, you know. This is a different age of what I grew up in. But my parents used to dress me up for Halloween when I was a toddler. And I have some embarrassing fucking costumes. Do you own any any set embarrassing moments like that? Like an embarrassing costume? Yeah, like your parents like dressed you up in like a fucking pumpkin. Mm, I don't think so. My parents were pretty. I'm trying to remember. What did I go? No, okay, one year. Okay, yeah, I do have oh oof. is that a story I tell? Maybe we save it for next year if it's if it's too crazy. It's not crazy. It's just whether I want to expose myself like this. <laughs> How old are you? How old am I? When this happened. Too old. Okay. You don't have to do that to yourself. All right. I appreciate that. Okay. Um, okay. What's your, what's your favorite costume you've ever had? My favorite costume? Well, I did go with Hugh Hefner. That was pretty sick this year. Okay. Um... Favorite as a kid, and then I guess favorite, favorite now, you know. So if you if you well, throw favorite, a big I haven't, gone, there, I haven't like, gone, I haven't gone for Halloween for two years. So that's true. I'm so sorry. And why did I even? I don't even think I really went in Halloween in high school. Too cool. I was just. Uh, I'm trying to think. Like if I, I feel like I probably just threw on a sports jersey and. Nice. I've gone as Kevin Smith, Kevin, uh, Kevin Smith, so many times to Halloween. By that, I just wore a pair of fucking shorts and a, a hockey jersey. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I I went as a werewolf one year. I like cut out like I, was, I don't know. I never really went hard for like Halloween. Teen Wolf or like Twilight Jacob Wolf. Like Teen Wolf, like full, okay, okay, like, that's what's like up. Harry, Harry, yes, yeah, dude. Okay, so my favorite as a kid, night early nineties, fucking Power Rangers are just like the biggest thing in the world, dude. I went as a Power Ranger and I legit kicked the fuck out of everyone that I came across. <laughs> I was throwing kicks like it was fucking going out of style. I was knocking. I was denting shins, and I would, dude. It was so bad. My mom was like, "I'm never, never letting you go out like this again, dude." I was fucking running around in the mask when you hit the fucking the middle of the top. The fucking theme song would come on, dude. And I swear to God, that shit gave me superpowers. I was fucking blowing out ankles, just beating the wheels off of people. You were a little bastard. Dude, I was saying. so bad as a fucking kid. But that was like the first one my parents let me pick. And I was like, I want to go with I want to go with the fucking Red Ranger from Power Rangers, dude. I mean, I was dude, it was it's like I guess it was like the 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 epitome of like the kid that like I want to push the shopping cart and they keep like knocking into people at the store. Like that was me the entire fucking night, dude. Like I'd walk up and he'd be like, oh, you're a Power Ranger. And I'd hit the fucking button and I'd catch a fucking pose and just start throwing kicks and punches. But I, I have longer legs, so my, my kicks would just 
knocking people. A lot of a lot of bruises. <laughs> I remember one year I had one of those like ma- like skeleton masks. Like like you could like basically you fill, like, my dad probably fucking hated it. You had to like fill it with like this red like. Oh yeah, yeah, and you press the button and it would ooze out. Yeah, yeah, and dude, then, that's so nineties. That's like early nine, late nineties, like two thousand era shit. Yeah, why well, I, I was born in the two thousands. I know, I know, buddy. Um, but that's yeah. It's just and then like it, then a, it broke. For me. But then it broke. Oh, it dripped there everywhere. Like, there was like red dye, <laughs> absolutely fucking everywhere. I'm pretty sure the old man had an aneurysm. That but is yeah. what's up. Um. Yeah, man, I haven't really had to do – I haven't really gotten a chance to go do some, but I, I'll say my top three uh, ones I want to do. I want to go as Hagrid. Uh, I want to get fucked up and just go as Hagrid. I want to go as uh, – I want to go as Kevin, just just one of Kevin's, like, iconic looks from the office. Like, chili Kevin's out, out – you know, like, that's the one everyone's going to go with. I want to go like Kevin going to the wedding with like where they confiscate his shoes. So he's wearing fucking uh, tissue boxes on his feet and he's got the toupee on. And now that I shave my fucking head, uh, I'm going to let the sides grow out and just get me a fucking toupee top and just go as Kevin. Um, And I'll probably so go as so fat bad again. You I'll never watch The you. Office. Never watch The Office. It's okay. Don't you like watch the friend? Don't you like like friends or something like that? That's not weird. Most people like friends. No, that's your fucking sucks, dude. You know. Watch the office. You'll be like, friends sucks. Okay. I can't watch a show about nothing. And that's what the office is. Dude, it's it's about it's a show for people that are that is perfect. It's a month, dude. It's a show you could put on in the background and you could do whatever fuck you want. It's perfect. It's just about like Parks nothing. and Recs. You like Parks and Recs? No, because it's about nothing. Dude. How dare you? How dare you? No. It's about nothing. That's okay. Everyone's got their own opinion. Everyone's got their own opinion. Um, yeah, and some of the, some people's opinions happen to be right. Yeah, okay. Well, we'll just end it before we, we get in a debate that we can't afford to take tonight because we're running very long into this episode. Do you have anything else to say, big big guy? Um, Katie fucking sucks. You're shitting on Katie. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We'll save that for another one. We'll do a we'll do a whole season three, and I'll do like a, a three page essay on it. Um, I guess I'll just say the Habs suck. Mark Bergevin deserves to be fired. Um, KK only has three points playing on the best team in hockey. Suck it. Um. Arizona Coyotes remain shit. They'll get somewhere someday, hopefully. Um, What else? The office sucks. And uh, my math prof can go fuck himself. You know what? I hope he listens to this and he's like, you know what? I like the office. Fuck this kid. Double homework. Anyway. Yeah, that I'm sure that's what he'll have. That's his issue. <laughs> that's the he, turning point. Fuck these damn kids. He's also coincidentally a huge Yotes fan. Maybe is that why you teed off on this team today? 
We'll get into it. No, I'm time. saying I'm saying he listens to it and he is. Anyway. Oh, Jesus. All right, folks. Uh, thank y'all so much for tuning in. This has been Habs Nightly. You know the deal. Follow us at Habs Nightly on Twitter. Follow myself at Bayou Benders on Twitter. Shout out to uh, Canadians Aggregator. They're fucking awesome. Give them a look. We're on there. Um, if you have something to say, you want to leave us something on the voicemail, www.speakpipe.com forward slash Habs Nightly. I've been saying it wrong for fucking months, uh, but that's the correct one. Folks, we hope you had a great Halloween and y'all stayed safe. Y'all got some fire candy. Tell me about what y'all got. I'd like to, I'd like to learn more about Canadian candies. And uh, once again, this has been Habs Nightly. We'll talk to y'all next time. Uh, friends suck. We'll see you You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.